Welcome to Vix Mix, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Sexy Senorita. Listen as I share my experiences of being a mama, being all wifed up, my journey with cancer, yep, that's right, and as I get into all the raw, unfiltered moments in between. Alright, so let's get into it. Y el título de este episodio, voy a decir todo el escándalo de mi vida, mi vida escandalosa. Es que decir como todo el chisme, el mitote, las noticias, lo que sea. Ay, pero espérense, ¿qué pasó? Ya sé que están pensando. Ay, Victoria, estoy escuchando en otro idioma. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué chinga? <risa> pues sí, mis queridas, no me llaman la sexy señorita por nada. Ok, vamos a rebobinar. What up, what up? Hello, hi, and welcome. Just like the song I was singing and the title of this episode, I'm going to tell you all the scandal, my scandalous life. I'm just playing on the words because I was trying to come up with something, something that is like, what's the tea, the gossip, you know, all that stuff about my life. This is more of an episode to kind of let you guys in and just be some mitoteros, be some nosy buddies all up in my business. I just thought this would be fun. As you know, I soy Chicana, y por eso estoy hablando poquito en español, and I'll probably be speaking Spanglish. <laughs> but, you know, cuando oigo música o veo una película en español, así aprendo un luz en mi mente que ahora voy a pensar y hablar en español. It's like it turns on the switch in my head of, okay, now I'm going to speak and think in Spanish. And so sometimes that just happens, especially when I listen to a lot of music in Spanish or if I'm watching shows or movies in Spanish it just like all of a sudden it switches in my head when me and my husband went on our honeymoon in Cancun we went to Cancun right so it's in Mexico literally it took me one day of immersion in the country and I was already snapping at him and, or I would just talk without really thinking to him in Spanish then I even will dream in Spanish 
yeah, just thought it would be cool to name this something fun like scandalous. But really, it's just going to be me letting you guys all in my life, all the chisme. One thing I really want to talk about that happened this year is I go to a gym called Orange Theory Fitness. Shout out to the West Side location. They are freaking incredible. So on January 26th, I guess in Australia, that's kind of like their, I think it's like their Independence Day, but I could be wrong. But the way that they interpreted it is like Superhero Day. And so they nominated me as their superhero. And it was pretty awesome that they did that. And it was a fundraiser for me. And how it came about, I suspect, is um, just me and one of the coaches were just talking and catching up. And I was just letting her know, you know, that I'm a federal employee and I was affected by the shutdown and also going through chemo. And with it being the new year, you know, my whole deductible starts and medical bills are going to start up all over again and without having any income coming in I'm kind of freaking out on what is it I'm gonna have to take away I mean I'd have to go through my savings and figure out okay well what am I gonna pay off first because we still have to live we still have to eat we still have to pay the utilities and all that stuff so I was just letting her know I may have to freeze my account so I think from that conversation she heard me and she decided to probably let the other coaches know and they decided to have a fundraiser for me they had a photo booth there. They even, what do you call it? So even the coaches, whoever would donate, they would say, okay, if you donate a dollar, I'll do a push-up or I'll do a burpee. So it was good motivation to stay healthy and just to meet the challenge. So that was really freaking awesome. So yeah, I just was like so blessed uh, to have that happen. Like I just, I can't believe it. They're amazing. And it's such a cool workout. And so for those that don't know what Orange Theory Fitness is, they are all over across the country. It's a franchise. You know, you most likely can find one in your city in the U.S. But basically what it is is a workout routine based off of your heart rate. And you have five zones. And those heart zones have different colors. There's gray, blue, green, orange, and red. So you want to get into the orange zone. They call it the afterburn zone. If you're there for at least 12 minutes within the hour, they call them splat points. You know, you you effectively are burning more calories in the day. So that's kind of what that whole concept is. The reason I still go to the gym to this day, I had mentioned in my cancer recaps, I am going through menopause and I'm not allowed to take any hormones or anything really for it. So as a result, the only thing that helps is working out. If I didn't have that, I'd probably be a way bigger, hotter mess than I am already. (laughs) So that was just awesome, the whole fundraiser and that whole experience. And oh, and not to mention, it did raise enough money to help me pay for my first month of chemo. So just so you all know, just for one treatment of chemo, one cycle of chemo is $1,800. Eighteen hundred dollars a cycle. That's just what my portion I paid from insurance. That's another thing. If I had changed my insurance during open season, I would have been screwed because that paperwork wouldn't have been processed because the shutdown happened right right before the end of the year. So it would never have been processed. So I can't even imagine having to pay out of pocket. I don't know, honestly I don't even know out of pocket how much that is. It's probably way more. It's probably like ten thousand or something crazy. But yeah, I'm paying $1,800 per treatment until I meet my deductible. 
So usually when I get insurance, I try to find the one with the lowest deductible because I know I'm going to meet it every time. So thankfully, I was able to stick with my same insurance plan. I didn't have to worry about any paperwork being processed. So there was no hiccups for the new year. And now that I got my first bill and I was able to get the donations that were given to me, it helped tremendously. And I was literally in tears when they called me to nominate me. I was in tears when I received the donations up until the point where I put them in the bank. So just shout out to them. Check out an Orange Theory New You. It's the best workout in your life. And you literally see your results on the screen because you have a heart monitor on you and you go into those different heart rate zones. So it's an amazing, amazing, amazing gem. All right, all right. Okay. Let's see what I'm going to talk about next. Let's see. What kind of chisme, what kind of gossip, what kind of news you guys want to hear? Okay. There's some family drama. My grandma's not doing too well. This is my dad's mother. Now my grandmother isn't doing too well. She fell and fractured her hip, but her heart wasn't strong enough to have surgery be performed. So as a result, they've been medicating her just for pain management. And, you know, she's doing physical therapy, but for the most part, you know, she's like in her mid-80s. So it just doesn't look like she's going to do very well. So as a result, the drama is what's going to happen when she passes. So my grandma does have a will, but it's a it's just handwritten. And the way it reads kind of leaves some of her assets to really to one of my aunts. Um, and my dad's the like the power of attorney. Like he's the one that's the executor. He's the one that executes out the will. So him and one of my other aunts are kind of named as that responsibility. And so this whole drama the way it's going to play out when she does go away has gotten my aunts in the whole tizzy of this whole situation. You know, it's like you have two of my aunts, you know, they're kind of like sitting back and letting my dad and one of my other aunts take over and kind of handle all the business, talking to the doctors, you know, getting, you know, just getting control of, you know, of her bank accounts and just things like that. They're just trying to they just want to make sure that when she does pass, you know, everything kind of goes seamlessly and it's like there's no hiccups. They're just, you know, they're being proactive and planning. But of course, like you would think that more of the other siblings would help in the situation and they're not. And that's where this whole turmoil has been going crazy. But with me, my dad will vent to me from time to time just because, you know, it's sad. You know, it's hard to have a parent be sick and watch them go through all that agony and pain and suffer. So, he, you know, he'll call me and vent to me and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm not really close to my grandmother anymore. There was some drama during my wedding. Again, another escándalo. <laughs> but really, that's for probably another episode of one of these escandaloso episodes. So I'm not really close to her anymore or haven't been in the last couple of years. So... It's hard for me to really feel sorry. And then, of course, with having my sickness going on and me trying to fight just every day to live. No voy a mentir, I always say this, you know. Honestamente, he estado muy triste y deprimido, you know. I've been really sad and depressed este semana pasado porque uh, my brother, it's been two years since he passed away. Hace dos años. So I've been a little down more lately more this week because it was on the 7th of February that he passed away 
in 2017 so I've just been kind of bummed about it and uh, it has affected me emotionally a little bit and I did do um, a gathering you know with all of the family and some of his friends that were his other family truly um, porque así somos you know tenemos amigos y otros personas que son familia también I don't know about you, but, you know, your friends become family too, so I always try to include them as well. It was really nice. Just with that being said, when my brother did pass, and now going with my grandmother, and then me being sick, I right away went and got a will done. Me and my husband both got a will done. And it outlines everything, like how I want my funeral to be, and just how I want my assets to be um, given, and all that good stuff. So that's what I was letting even my parents know. I said, you guys need to figure that out, because... Uh, most likely I'm not going to take care of you <laughs> or at least just need to outline that out and figure out what it is that you want and how everything you want handled and how's it going to look and get it notarized, get a lawyer, get all that good stuff, you know, just to be smart about it. Because let me tell you, when people die or when you do pass on, you know, it turns into a whole mess and it brings the ugliness out of people. I've seen it happen at my brother's funeral. And it's happening now that my grandmother's sick. So it's just easier to have everything written out the way you want it. With my brother's experience, I realized funerals are really more for the living than for the dead. As sad as that is, if you want any type of control in the way you pass and the way it goes on, you know, my advice is to be prepared. Pero si es la vida, right? That is how life is. Uh, what else? What else can I tell you guys? <laughs> I just love that freaking word. Oh, this is kind of funny, and this is just something with my, my little boy, Mijo Travieso, my little sneaky, mischievous boy. So he's potty trained right now, he's three and a half, and one thing that he does now is he likes his privacy. So when he goes to the bathroom, he'll lock the door, or not lock the door, but close the door. But I still have to go check on him and make sure he doesn't pee all over the sea or um you know it's not like he can do a good job wiping his butt so I still have to help him out but sometimes what he does is if he goes upstairs while I'm downstairs like say I'm cooking or I'm just busy doing stuff he will go upstairs maybe he's in his room playing and then he has to go to the bathroom and then I don't know sometimes I have a surprise waiting for me because he still goes on the little potty he doesn't like the big potty yet even though we have the little seat he just he doesn't like it but whatever but it is what it is. He's a little boy. It happens. At least he's going in the bathroom. That's all I can say when it comes to that because then I always end up finding little surprises sometimes in like a different bathroom if I'm on a different floor of the house. So that's been kind of annoying and surprising, but I can't complain because at least my kid is going to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, so I think that's all. And I just want to give a shout out to my amiguita, mi comadre, my girl Diana, Dirty D, for helping me out with the title of this episode. Hopefully she will be on a future episode with me and maybe some friendly chats. I had the pleasure of having lunch with her and my other esteemed colleagues, my bosses. They are the best and without them I wouldn't be able to be in the position I am with work, really being able to take care of my health. If it wasn't for them and their understanding, I wouldn't be able to even do these podcasts for you guys. So I'm closing out with the quote, and this one is from your girl, Oprah Winfrey. The biggest adventure you can take is to live 
the life of your dreams. Y en español, este dicho de la Oprah se dice, uh, la aventura más grande que puede tomar es vivir la vida de tus sueños. So there you go, guys. Thanks for listening. En mi vida escandalosa, escándalo <laughs> of my scandalous chats with you guys. All right. Adios. Bye. for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of VixMix, which is now on all your favorite streaming apps. Feel free to rate and review as you like. But I want to hear from you. Send me an email at vixmixpodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 505-333-8232 or slide it to my DMs on Instagram at vixmixpodcast. I appreciate any feedback and hey, you might be featured on the next episode. All right, until next time, peace.